When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. What uh, what a drunk guy do? 844-999-OLA. Hello, Corey. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. Hola. Who was the drug guy? Yeah, that would be me. All right. What well, did, did you want to share the story buddy. with anybody? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my buddies were sitting around all day drinking tequila. We probably went through at least a gallon. Then we decided to go to a party, cake party. So I'm at the cake party, having a good time, drinking some beer, playing pool. Next thing I know, I'm hogtied in the back of a police cruiser. Oh, <laughs> you're <laughs> kidding me. I turned quick. No. So they haul me off to the drunk tank. I sleep it off in the drunk tank. They put me on the street at like six something in the morning. I have no idea where I'm at. So I go into a bar, six something morning. There's people in there drinking. I'm like, where are we? I said, what do you mean, where are we? I'm like, what city is this? This is Seattle. I'm like, oh, okay. Go back out, call a taxi. Get a taxi back home. My buddies, when I get home, tell me what went on. I evidently was drinking beer, having a good time playing pool, and just totally lost my mind. Went bonkers, rude, crude, you know, all that. So I get thrown out of the party. I'm pissed off, so I start banging on the door to get back in. They won't let me in. So I go around to the back deck, go up on the back deck. They won't let me in. So I throw their barbecue off into the backyard and destroy it. <laughs> And then after that, I get confused. I end up banging on the neighbor's front door, trying to get back in the party. Hence, I'm thrown, they call the police, and I'm by myself, hogtied in the back of a police car. What, uh, how far were you from home when you realized where you were? Uh, I lived in Federal Way at the time. So, so you just, they basically, home. they took you downtown? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 well, it's a be. long ass drive, man. That's got to be weird. But here's the thing that's good: you passed out, so you were out. So instead of being in a cell, I would have to think and worrying all night long and sitting there and contemplating what the next step was going to be when I can get out. Blah blah blah. They just woke him up in the morning and he was gone. Yeah, I mean, Which, you know, yeah. what I mean, like if you're going to have to go in, you might as well just be knocked out to the point where you can't you can't. No, nah, that's it. true. My one night in the drunk tank, right? I had not passed out, still drunk, but right. I just sat there angry. And I would have much rather have been just, just slept. not known. Just, woke up. Where am I? Oh God, I'm in a prison cell. And the worst, part, no. the worst part about that whole experience, I'm just running off at the mouth. I mean, I am livid. And again, I was arrested for resisting arrest. Which, again, if, if there's no primary reason to get arrested, as I've said before, I will always get arrested for resisting arrest if that's the only charge you've got. Right. 
So I'm screaming about this, and but the way the cells are lined up, and you can't see that you can see who's across from you, but you can't see who's beside you. And mm-hmm. but I'm going on and on and on and on and on and on, and I'm just you know doing me as much as I can, and you just hear this guy like, "Hey, Bob, shut the f up!" I'm like, "You shut the f up, mother!" I'm going, man. We're going back and forth, whatever. So. But you can't see these people who I are yelling. See you. You'll see no Kiss my ass, man. I'm pissed. I don't care who you are, man. Next morning, the the door slides open to the cell. It's these electric doors, and there is the guard. And she first question, she's like, are you going to leave? I said, I don't trust you, mother effort. I, my thought was, if I step out of the cell, you're going to say it's a malfunction and beat the piss out of me. Right? This is, has been my experience. It's Baltimore City, right? So this is my experience. Well, she's like, look, you got to go down to the commissioner. And what they do, they handcuff you to another guy. And you go down, mm-hmm. you plead your case, and they'll give you your court date, blah, blah, blah. And there is this big, massive mofo, and she's going to handcuff me to him. Now, keep in mind, I am left-handed. He's right-handed. So they handcuff us together. They handcuff my left hand to his right hand. And we're walking down this hall. And as we're walking, she's about 10 feet in front of us, man. This dude, and I'm 6'4". This dude looks down at me and says, it was you that mother effer talking all that ass last night? I looked him straight in the face. Said, nope, but I heard him too. I was hoping he. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm going to bed. I was go get him. So we go down to the commissioner. We sit down in front of the commissioner. The commissioner knows Big Brother by name. Like, you back again, Eddie Man? What is it this time? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing horrible, but he's a repeat offender for whatever the hell it was. And then there's me. I'm not in the system. The guy's going to let me out. This is your court date. All you got to do is sign this paper, right? So they put the paper in front of me. Again, I'm left-handed. Well, Big Brother has now figured out that possibly I was trying to Jedi mind trick him. And maybe I am the guy. They were talking all that smack last night. Apparently to him, which I did not know. Oh, he was the guy. He was the guy that, (laughs) and I'll just say, requested that I keep my voice down. We'll put this as nicely as I can. And I responded, no, sir. I don't think that'll happen. No, sir. No, that's exactly what I said. No, sir. I will not keep my voice down, I say. He would not move his arm to get me to sign the paper, man. Like, I go to move my left arm, and he's just cold staring at me mm-hmm. like, I dare you. And I mean, dude, I mean, I cannot move his arm. So I just, like, I'm going to do to slide the paper to the front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got no problem with this, man. So when they uncuff me, and finally I can go, and I'm walking out of the room because they're taking his ass back to the cell. I'm like, yeah, that was me, mother effer. <laughs> Goddamn right. F you. <laughs> I hope I never run into you again. I pray ever. to God I never see <laughs> you again. Scenario. It'll be Anywhere. the end of my life. Yeah. That dude was so big and mean, man. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. What is the one animal encounter, big or small, that you'll always remember? 844-999-OLA. Hello, Bo. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So, story goes back to uh, elementary school when my teacher um, had her husband bring in a giant anaconda and python, and it took the entire class to hold up a snake. How big was the snake? Do you remember? No, it was like 28 feet. I was going to say. Was it a yellow one? Yeah. uh, I mean, I just remember, like, dropping my mouth and be like, oh, my goodness. Now, were you scared of snakes? Were you cool with snakes? Or were you just shocked by how big it was? No, I was just like, I mean, all right, here you go. (laughs) And how old were you again? Uh, Second grade. Okay, well, see, at that point in time, the only person that is really a, uh, as far as the potential to be threatened by the anaconda is the teacher. 
Because of mm-hmm. an, an, exactly. an anaconda, uh, anaconda don't want some unless you've got buns, hun. Uh, <laughs> it's your age, you know what I mean. You're really not rocking any of those curves yet. So meanwhile, uh, yeah, the snake's like, yeah, teacher, what's yeah, up, girl? You got buns, hun. I was a little chubby though. All right, chubby going on. Hey, you were done. <laughs> yeah, we saw a video today on that. It was on the Bro Bible. This woman who's got a boa something. I don't python. know. Yeah, python. She lifts the lid on the cage. I guess presumably to take the. Uh, she was gonna pet it. Yeah, she's and then she's like, "Come up for a kiss," and the damn thing just like latches onto her arm and coils around the thing in no less than five seconds. No, First, no, it bites what? her and latches onto her hand, then curls her arm. Her, her credit, she's calm at this point, and then she's like, "Somebody kind of help me!" Like, blah blah blah, it's okay. So they kind of get it off her arm, <laughs> swallows her, it gets on her leg, and then at that point, the video cuts. Right. So, and it's a rather long video, but she's struggling through the whole thing. And keep in mind. She opened a lid, and as Ted said, the snake, and you don't have to understand snakes, but the posture the snake took very clearly mm-hmm. made, like, you know what I happened next, right? want to bite you. And a woman had an opportunity to back away, but no, this is, because again, I want you to picture you've never seen a dog before, but it is snarling at you and foaming <laughs> at the mouth. Whoever you are, you recognize mm-hmm. this is, she looks past that, and she, what she says to the snarling dog is, do you want to say hi? I believe those are the last words she said to the snake before that thing said, I would say, how do you ask bitch? I'm going to say a knife got broken out after that. That would be my guess. A large yeah, hunting knife. because they couldn't get that snake off. No, no, no. The video you ends. You go right yeah. for the neck, you grab the head, and you just start sawing that head off, man. There's nothing oh. else you can do. What else are they going to do? Man. That's how you, I mean, you're playing solutions. What's the problem? That's not even a, that's, I mean, that's. I don't handle the snake. You can't shoot you it. saw the you video. You can't shoot it because it's wrapped around an appendage, right? So now it's wrapped around you, Ted. It's how like, are you getting a snake? We're going to saw his head off. off. I bet you you wouldn't be like, dude, that's too gory. No, right. I Think know. of something just, else, gentlemen. At that point, I'm fine. Shoot that mother. Chop the head off any snake. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, I don't know, it just seemed awful. Now we're sawing off its head. First of all, I shouldn't have had it in the house. Well, they had a crowbar trying to get its teeth out of her. And now oh, it was like a snake handler. Snake thing. bar? Yeah. All right. A crowbar that snakes, they use for snakes. It's like when the dentist has some clever name, and I'm like, we what, call what that a hammer. You, you can't catch it on fire because it's attached to you. <laughs> That's your <laughs> go-to. Well, I'm thinking like, you know, like. Light it on fire. You pour, could you, what if you poured bleach on it? But then again, well, they've got that scale. You ever scale. been to a gun store in Arizona? No. Have I ever been to a gun store in Arizona? Yeah. What is? Are you Jesus guys Christ. secret spies or something? <laughs> what the when you see them, have you ever been to well, a gun store? No, but let's go to a gun store in Arizona. You can tell your story. They have these little, like two barreled, like pistol, like they just shoot like two shots, and you're like, yeah. the barrels look really big, and they hold some kind of monster shell. Specifically, just to shoot snakes. Oh, yeah. like a rattlesnake gun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was sense. like, Jesus, what is that for? It's like shoot the snakes head off. All right. So she needs one of those. Probably everyone has one in their truck. You know what I mean? It's just kind of understood. If I live in Arizona, I'd have two. Take, if you're going to take a hike or whatever. Well, it's like Alaska. Like, you go out for a hike in Alaska, you better bring a weapon. Yes. We didn't bring a weapon when we went for a hike. And we were terrified. Why, I think that's why we were so scared. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> What uh, What is the one animal encounter, big or small, that you'll always remember? 844-999-OLA. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the men's room. Liquor and whores. Liquor and whores. How's it going, buddy? Doing great, man. Thank you, Joe. So I'm uh, going to latch on to the previous conversation about rodeos and button busting. <laughs> okay. Uh, so when I was a kid, my brother and I, we grew up around rodeos, and we used to do mutton busting all the time, you know cheap or fun to ride. They're not dangerous, but you know, the dirt and everything, you can get hurt. You wear helmets and whatnot, but uh, so my brother, he's riding one, and he gets uh, kicked off and falls down on this giant rock 
that hits him right between the legs. Ooh. And damn. incidentally bruises his, uh, that, yeah. That sacred I mean, spot? I mean, how bad? Are you not an uncle bad? Or was it like, you know, okay bad? Eh, I mean, it was, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure at this point, you know? He's 30 years old now, and he was like six at the time, and there's no kids at the moment, so. How long was he down and out? I mean, did he have to go to the hospital? Um, as from what I can remember, he wasn't in the hospital, but he was probably in bed for a couple of days, just <laughs> immense pain. I mean, it was right there. Is he married? As like a, huh? Is he married? No. Is he, right, that not. might explain oh, that, no yeah, children. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Is yeah. he unwilling to wear wool? <laughs> that would be the as sign. As far as I know, I think so, yeah. He, he hasn't touched a sheep since. Yeah, a single guy doesn't go around going like, man, I need to find a woman to impregnate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it's my time. My clock is ticking. I'm getting yeah. older. Get on Match.com. Need to impregnate a woman. Yeah, yeah. I can't have a baby because of a mutton button accident. <laughs> exactly. Back in the day. Sorry. <laughs> right. But we will use this sheepskin condom in honor. Yeah. If right? you're at a therapy group, <laughs> can we laugh at your problem? So if you sat down and you, know, all right, and you tell us your story, Mike. I was mutton busting when I was nine. And he finishes the story. I'm sorry. Even if I'm a counselor, Let I'm laughing. I'm like, bro, come on, what man. Happened to it? Let me you see need it. to get past it. Come on. Go in for a corrective surgery. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. At one point in time, I, uh, when I got married, I, I got married like on a deck, right? At this, The hotel had this little area where you could be outside and you look over the water and right below there is a pool down below and all this. And it was, you know, it was nice. For New Jersey, it was a really nice, it was a nice venue. For New Jersey. It was. It was lovely. Yeah, was, but you just added that. And it makes it sound no, less it lovely because you nice. had to qualify. I'm telling with, you, I'll, you know. pull, I'll pull up some pictures. It's a lovely place. It is what it is. It's like uh, the Molly Pitcher Inn in Red Bank, New Jersey. All right. So it's on the water. And we get there a day before with me and my buddies. And we're just getting plastered. My dad shows up. He's got weed from Florida. All my friends are there. We start day drinking like really, really early. The wedding is like 2 or 3 in the afternoon. I have maybe three people standing beside me at this point, you know, and, and that's it. Just a real small party. So I've got three, fr- my brother and my two other friends who wanted to drive up to New Jersey to do this crap. So I can't find my one buddy, and he is wasted. And right. he is now keep in mind how long had he been missing before you thought oh no we got to find him well about 45 minutes to an hour and then I, but i am in i've got to get ready to walk down the aisle mode so oh this is day of yeah so they're 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 trying to get me you know i'm i've i've kept my stuff together that was one thing i i didn't get too drunk because i knew ultimately i will later but right now, I've just got to keep my crap together to get down the aisle. And yeah, you got to stand at the altar as you're the groom in this whole wedding. Well, my buddy Brian, he could not handle it. So he, <laughs> so I look. So okay, you have to envision this. I still, no one has seen Brian, but there is about a ten foot wall that drops down. We're on top of like a platform up top, but down below is the pool in the pool area. Right. I did not look down there. Now we walk up. And I'm looking at the guy who's doing the service, and I look down, and I see two very shiny black rental shoes about six (laughs) feet apart down by the pool area, okay? They are spread out, and then I see, like, a jacket, Christian Dior, tuxedo jacket, like, thrown across one of the pool chairs. And I look down, and there's Starcher face down into one of those (laughs) slat, you know what I mean, lay down uh, pool seats, pool chairs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's face down in it, no towel. 
He's got a white shirt on. He is completely passed out. He has somehow taken his socks off. He's got his tuxedo pants on. He's got his white shirt unbuttoned. The jacket's over here. The socks are over here. Everything is over here. And he is now starting to snore. Now we know where he is. But now keep in mind, I'm supposed to be paying attention. Wait, how long before your wedding starts? I am up. At, oh, I can finally see at, down. Oh, this is oh, at I, the old I, I hadn't seen him until I walked out to the end where that little that little thing is, whatever they put up there. And I looked down, and there he is. And now, you know me, I'm fixated. Right. I cannot stop looking because because there's there's people walking by. There's people at the pool. You know what I mean? Like, is anyone going to try to wake him up? Has anyone tried? What's he doing? This dude's talking to me about spending the rest of my life with someone. <laughs> I'm focused on Starcher. You know what I mean? Like, what's he doing? Is he going to get up? You know what I mean? Can I can I wink to my dad and get him down there right, to right. help him? Can a friend see? Like, but I'm uh, at this point in time, I am. The only person, for whatever reason, that is noticing that this is going on. And not only that, but it's all—it's not balanced up there. You know what I mean? Like, there's like four people on one side and three people on the other. There's, right, there's right, right. clearly a missing person. Oh, yeah, because you're missing a dude. Well, no, wait, yes, exactly. Is, is the bride giving, because the one thing that is terrible to do is mess up any plan that the bride had on that day. And if someone mm-hmm. does mess it up, hope it's not you, the groom. But, I mean, is she giving you the daggers? Like, listen, I've planned this for the pictures because, like you said, Balance is everything. So sure, sure. now it's unbalanced, but you're already there. It's too late. Are you getting that look that says you've already ruined my day? Uh, no, not necessarily. I'm getting the nervous laughter of, oh my God, there he is. Like, seriously. Like but I, she can see him. We're, we're, everybody's whispering around. But did she know where he was? No, because of the okay. way that she was facing. She was facing the other. Like, she wasn't looking at the pool. She was looking out at the, at the water. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm looking down at the pool, and I'm trying to figure out if he's moving, if he's breathing. Then he starts snoring, and then he does it <laughs> and rolls over on the thing. And, you know, it's pretty quiet for the most part out there. Right. And he is just gone. I mean, he. so the first thing, you know, like, you kiss a bride, whatever, you walk back, you know, and, and not even two minutes of, Hey, we're married or any of that stuff. Like I am down at the pool area right. and I'm like trying to get his crap together, get his shoes together, see if we can and it's not it's not delicate to to pick someone up and move them Yeah, it's dead weight in a hotel. Like like got one guy on one shoulder, the other guy on the other shoulder, or trying to get him up. He's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And he's not, we let him go. Right. Falls his ass down. You know what I mean? And then and then for like a year after that, he was absolutely terrified of just like he didn't want me to bring up the wedding. You know, he, he he was just, he felt embarrassed and all that stuff. And I was like, Dude, Did you care? No. Yeah. I was like, it was the highlight of the wedding. It was great. It was like, it was fun. We still had a good time. Like, no one, it, it wasn't, it's not a big deal. You know yeah. what I mean? It really was just yeah, par, guys, for, the, guys par for the course, man. You know what I mean? But it was. Uh, yeah, I woke up after a wedding in Miami and I said to my buddy, I said, Hey, man, sorry about, because the, the reception was in the same place as the hotel. Right. And there was a pool that everybody had been in earlier in the day, the day before. So I was sitting. Uh, right outside of the wedding. Now, in my mind, the wedding had ended. It had not. <laughs> and I'm just in my bathing suit, towel around my neck and a can of beer going, who wants to go swimming? <laughs> right? So I felt a little bad that this had happened, but I felt worse the next morning. My buddy goes, you're sorry about that that happened one time? I go, yeah. And he goes, man, I had to walk you back here to your room three times. <laughs> Did you keep coming back out? Yeah, I go back to the room. Who wants to go beer, swimming? And go, let's go swimming. <laughs> But at this point, the wedding is letting out. And there's grandma and granddad. And just like I flew in from Seattle. Like most right. people do not know me. Sure. Right. And there's just big, hairy dude. Just, who is this guy? <laughs> Did you eventually get to the pool? 
Oh, no. No. No, no. No chance. <laughs> okay. All right. Good times. Well, here's yeah. what not to do at a wedding. It's common says, I threw my best friend's wedding cake on the ground at her wedding before they cut it. Oh. oh. Why? Because she was drunk, Ted. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it. You threw the cake. Threw it and then knock it over. Oh, cake a, is very important at the wedding. Yes. Like, that is the oh, centerpiece yeah. of the wedding. I mean, for sure. Which kind of is ridiculous, because it's always okay. It's just cake. But it's fine. Right. It's really not that good. It looks cool. You did all this stuff, but then when you cut through it, you know, for right. a, you know for a fact that a, a sheet cake at a, at a QFC or a giant or whatever good is just fine. It's moist. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. It could have, you know, 4th of July yeah. written on it. It, it, doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. You know, it's fresh. Like a wedding cake has been sitting in someone's refrigerator for like three, four days. you got to right. remember that. They made this I way was, in advance. Yeah. I was just, I'm still thinking about drunk guy at wedding. I did go to one wedding where I actually hooked up with a girl. And as she's leaving the room. Another friend of mine just comes, like, slouching by the slider. <laughs> I open it up. How you feeling? I feel like a giant ass. I was like, oh, tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, like, I know you were, and you're still bleeding, but you're still bleeding? Oh, yeah. You took a tumble. Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. Okay, big win last and time. Now- Everyone's favorite daytime game show, where one person could lose $325,000 and their job or win and walk away with nothing. It's time for Ted versus the FCC. Oh, here we are again. Once again, it's time for Ted versus the FCC. What a late night. Now, I don't know what you know. About the drug game right now, but with the COVID going on and the 19 and the lockdowns and everything, it is really, really difficult to find some high-grade speed. So all we did, we directly drank Clorox. Like, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the drug. Uh, drugs are just, uh, I don't know what's going on. No, it's the shipments. I will say, ironically, you talking about that reminds me I need to actually buy some Tide Pods. Well, we stole them last time that we were writing. <laughs> oh, really? That's, 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 that's where my mind just went. Like, yeah. dude, well, you're at okay. a detergent. So we're up all night uh, coming up with uh, some tongue twisters for Ted versus the FCC, as we do uh, once a week at least. And lo and behold, when you know we get in here this morning, first thing I do is check my email. What do we get? That's not the first thing you do. We the first get... thing he does is massage puppies and then play the music on mm-hmm. acoustic guitar. Yeah. Then he works. And then I drop a heater after a cup of coffee. <laughs> In the middle stall, just to tick <laughs> off Mike. Yeah. Starts getting hot, sweaty. I'm like, I need to get up. Here. All right. But uh, anyway, we got a listener submitted one. And believe it or not, we got the same uh, Ted versus EFCC from two different people. Really? They sent uh, the same submission in. Uh, this is an oldie but a goodie. It is a standard uh, tongue twister. <laughs> it comes from BTB at Washington State. Ferries, boat meat bitches, he says. And from Steve-O in Tumwater. Hopefully we'll get those cafeterias back open there on the ferry so we can enjoy some boat meat. Man, was I disappointed. Well, they shut everything down with COVID. Oh. So you just can't go in those little dining areas on your ferry trips. At least when I took to Kingston, man, could not get the sausage. That's a short trip. But hopefully we'll get uh, back on that. So anyway, uh, this is this week's Ted versus the FCC, and it goes something like this. One sock cutter, he cuts socks. Two sock cutters, they cut socks. Three sock cutters, they cut socks. Four sock cutters, they cut socks. The way we do Ted versus the FCC is you need to read that one time through, then three times fast. All right. One sock cutter, he cuts socks. Two sock cutters, they cut socks. Three sock cutters, they cut socks. Four sock cutters, they cut socks. Three times fast. One sock cutter, he cuts 
Sorry. We Sorry. can say that somebody enjoyed it. I think it's sock cutter number one. Yeah. He really had a much more enjoyable uh, afternoon than just cutting socks, didn't he? <laughs> I barely can read that slow. <laughs> <laughs> he cut the socks. Wow. Sure and did. did more. My bad, Robin. My, I apologize. It's like the third word. It's amazing. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the men's room daily podcast on the radio.com app. All right, the game is Big Dummy, 844-999. Ola, do we have a brand new contestant ready to play the game? Yes, we do. Hello, Aaron. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitches. Hola. Aaron, are you sober or not sober? Not sober. Having a homebrew right now. Oh, you made nice. it yourself. Oh, yeah. What style did you make, Aaron? Uh, I've got. I've actually got a few on tap. I'm, I'm drinking the uh, the IPA. Ooh. Do you give any of them names? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. We do. This one is the, the Leap Day IPA because we brewed it on Leap Day. All right. Uh, we, we did a pandemic pale, of course, because it is the season. If you do a, uh, if you do a light uh, ale, do you name it a Sharon, you know, in honor of yourself? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my wife know about that All one. Right, I think we'll Sharon, that coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> we, uh, right, we were pushing for a new beer, and this, this honestly got truth. We wanted to do an IPA just so we could call it Men's Room IPA. And we keep getting, we keep getting shot down. I like it. Because you do when you're done. All right, Aaron, men's room pulled. You're a homeschool teacher. What subject can you not teach? Would that be math, science, history, or a foreign language? And stop breathing directly into the phone, Darth yeah, Vader. Sir, a big breather. Oh, sorry about that. Is that better, guys? Sorry. Yeah, much better, much better. All right, apologies, apologies. That's yeah. all right. Remind uh, me of uh, college. I'm going to go with foreign language. I was absolutely foreign terrible language. with those. Wee wee. Oh, by the way, we were talking about. Uh, Currency, the different denominations that have come out over the $500 bill, etc. And I remember this story. I just wanted to inform this person. They said, the one time there was a Walmart employee that did not know the $2 bill was real, ended up calling the cops on the guy. You don't remember that, that story? Was trying to use, but, yeah, we had it. But here's the thing. The first thing they did was get their manager. And when the manager walked out, they thought it was counterfeit. When they called the cops, the cops thought it was counterfeit. It's not until the FBI showed up and said, no, guys, it's a $2 bill. These things exist. Think about it. Unbelievable. And Aaron, do you know who is on the front of the $2 bill? I do. That's Thomas Jefferson, sir. And do you know what is on the back of the $2 bill? That'd be the Jefferson Memorial. That'd be the signing of the Declaration correct. of Independence. Miles is correct. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you did me. well otherwise. But at you least I can... You know what? What? I'm going to tell you something, though. I had a historic bill, I think, printed in the 50s, and it actually does have Monticello, the Jefferson Memorial, printed on it. Huh. Ted, check me on that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Ted also, Smith, fact checker. <laughs> right, Monticello's where he lived. Jefferson Memorial's the Jefferson Memorial. Correct. Well, right. He see, did not live ask you. at the memorial. <laughs> Maybe I should name my house. What's it? <laughs> Why not? You know what I mean? If everybody's getting like, I live, he was born in Monticello. It's like, no, why do you got like a house on some street? Well, right? no, look, man, if you go to Mexico, everyone's house has a name. Really? I, yeah. Dude, I mean, but like their house is named. So even if you ask someone, hey, man, do you know where Miles lives? They'd be like, oh, Casa Bianco. Like, I think I'm going to name my house Gus. Gus? Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> I feel like in America, you got to have a have. You your house has to have land, too. Oh. It's got to be like a thing. Before you can get a name? Yeah. Yeah, but then you get stuff like Ted's Manor or something like that. Heights. <laughs> no, that, that's on the East Coast. No. That's the hood. Villa de Escul. The cool house? Well, Ted, that's cool. Ted, oh, wow. But but I got it. It'd be cool to call it a state of miles, though. I mean, that kind of works. 
It seems like a lot of uh, area for sure. It really does. Exactly. Tons of acreage. Tons of acreage. And it's a townhome in the middle of Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's your question. Who changed her name to Rebecca Rolf after marrying John Rolf? Rolf. Rebecca Rolf. Mm Mm-hmm. John, hmm. I have no idea. When I first looked at it, the answer came up as Elizabeth Warren. But it turns out, no, it was Pocahontas. Oh. Pocahontas. Okay. Okay. Speaking of currency. Right. What? Was it Pocahontas on the the gold dollar they tried for a while? No, I'm screwing that. That was a Sacagawea. Know your Native America. Oh, Oh. Wow. That's not a good look. You're not woke, bro. (laughs) I'm rubbing off on you, Ted. I'm going to take a play off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it felt wrong as soon as I said it. Like, the thought was right there. Nah, flex on him. All right, then. <laughs> That's all right, Ted. Don't feel it. Remember all those people that confused uh, thinking Barbara. A dollar with a quarter, too. No, that uh, Barbara Bush was on the $1 bill. All right, here's your question. I think I'd feel better making that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Who played the role of Batman in the 1995 film Batman Forever? Uh, oh, crap. I got to make sure I picked the right one. I know, right? Uh, shit. Shoot. It, uh, it's one of two guys. Was that the Val Kilmer movie? There you go. Yeah. Right, just remember. Very good. No nipples in 95. That's oh, that the was, one that way Clooney, to remember Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, he Clooney was nipple Batman. It was cold. Uh, game is big dummy. 844-999. Hola, do we have time for a brand new contestant? Hello, Chrissy. Welcome to the men's room. Big dummy. Chrissy, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yes. Are you sober or are you not sober? Oh, we sober. You are team sober, Chrissy. Welcome to the show. They never seem sure. Uh, I know. Why are sober people uh, so uncertain? Just remember, if a cop ever asks you, I'm sober. Just say I'm sober. I'm sober. Uh, men's room poll there, Chrissy. Uh, you're a homeschool teacher. What subject can you not teach? Math, science, history, or foreign language? Foreign language. All right. Foreign language it is. We oui, win. Oui. All right. Your first question. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I should say your question. See. Your first question. The first names were Merriweather and William, but we know them better as what duo? Merriweather and William were their first names. Nope. Are you trying to answer? What's that? What am I? What, what, what was the question again? I need the last name. We know this duo by their last, like Penn and Teller. We know them by their last name. So their first names were Merriweather and William, but we know them better as what duo? I have no clue. Barnum and Bailey? Oh. Uh, Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark. Okay, back to that again. Oh, More sure. Pocahontas yeah, questions. I didn't care for that. <laughs> you did so well at that. Their first names were Stan and Oliver, but we know them better as what duo? Stan. Uh, the fat guy and the skinny guy. That is correct. It is the fat guy and the skinny guy. Lowell and Hardy. Wait, well no, done. Okay, but I'm just questioning well real quick. Well what did you know? What, what did you say the first names were? For uh, Laurel and Hardy, Stan and Oliver. I thought it was Laurel. 
Maybe I was wrong. No, it's Stan Laurel and oh, Oliver Stan Hardy. Laurel, Oliver Hardy. Right. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch, man. I so started confused. going through, and I realized, like, I don't know the names of all the, the first names of all these different duos. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room. The Ted Nugent. Ted seven and a half. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Thank you. We see everybody here today. We even have a special guest. I mean, look, people have been working from home. That is man. you. And keep in mind, people have been working from home. We understand what's going on. Uh, our co-conspirator, Ryan Katz, been working from home diligently. We do sit and spin with the man and every time coming from his basement. And wouldn't you know it, uh, he's here today. Isn't that odd? Isn't that strange how I, that works? If out? you're alluding to the fact that I showed up because you have beer, you are correct. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we know that your wife does not uh, practice very well social distancing. So thank you for bringing that yeah. COVID nineteen in here for all of us. Right, today, right, sure. yeah. Because my wife is a people right. person. She, she probably she has hugs everybody. She hasn't even gone to the grocery store. Has she? She, she went out. <laughs> what, she went to the pet store to buy dog food and came back and talked for five minutes about what a terrible experience. And that was two months ago. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. So I have I have been the hunter gatherer for our. <laughs> Plan, right, yeah, which I is bet. the two of us for the last uh, two, three months. Scoot yes. life, scoot totally. life, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so as we head into summer, there's uh, certain beers that obviously people drink mainly in the summertime. Sure, right. Number one, number one on the list obviously would be your summer shandies. Right. Started yeah. started with Corona. Let's face it. I mean, as far as the first beer that you thought about, Corona. The beer is always. Uh, I hate that I have to say that. I don't have to, but you're right. Corona beer. Is is one of those things like like they do a great advertising campaign. They like, make you beat. think mm-hmm. of summer. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I remember living in Baltimore. Me and Burris, we sweating our butts off, sitting out on in the alley drinking Coronas. Drinking Coronas. Like, in a bucket. I don't even like this beer. Bucket of Coronas. Summer. Bring them on over. Yeah, exactly, Absol- man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I drink a whole bucket of Coronas once at the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, that ended well. <laughs> Personal story. Right. Actually, it was a pretty fun night. Cool. Uh, anyhow, so Coronas, summer shandies, uh, rattlers, if you will. I'm going to say it as many times as I can. Listen. Were, were people honest? I know people drank summer shandies, but for whatever reason, it seems that this summer I'm hearing about it. You know what I mean? Well, because you're attentive to it now, and you've let people know it bugs you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a good point. that's probably <laughs> precisely. I don't know about the whole world, but here and for the emailers, that goes a long way. Yes, yes, yes. I've, I've noticed that. Yeah, I, I do like when game. a good cheap uh, light beer comes out with a summer beer, whether it's lemon flavored or whatever. Well, Those also are now pretty we have, good. We have all the hard soda waters, uh, seltzer waters, if you will. Mm-hmm. There's natural lights making like a lemonade, but light has a lemonade. So there's a bunch of them. So these are just some of the uh, thank you to Robin, by the way, who grabs some of the more popular uh, beers around the world that are. Well, she was beers. buying her Easy Jesus and thought, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, I'm also grab some beer for the stock show. Easy Jesus, yeah. grabbing a fifth of Naughty Head. <laughs> Let me stock up on Croatian <laughs> beer as well. Uh, so number one, first of all, we will have Carlo Vagato. Carlo Vagato. You say that so smooth. Oh, all right. Thank you. Carlo Vagato. Carla Vachica. Man, what the hell is that? Carlo Vatko. Carlo Vatko. Carlo Vachita. It's nice of the person that speaks German to work that out for you. It's a popular beer in Croatia. It's a standard 5.5 lager, very drinkable, perfect chilled, and enjoyed on a hot day. I bet Croatia is lovely this time of year. 
Actually, it is. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen the pictures of that I can't place? wait to go to Croatia. Oh, my God. I heard it's getting a little crowded on Yacht White Fest. White sandy now. beaches. No, you can wait. Kayak lifestyle. <laughs> Sorry. All of that. Uh, so this beer isn't hugely available, but if you go to a bottle shop, you should be able to get it. Basically, it's a standard... Uh, That's real standard, man. Yeah. I can drink that all day long on the beaches of Croatia. You know, it, it strikes me a bit like a like a Heineken. Yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit more of a traditional like pilsner. It's a beer yeah. that will make you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll make you pee, pee a lot, but you won't get drunk yeah. that fast. But it's still that you drink five. fourteen of makes you oh, pee a lot. It's a Heineken <laughs> International subsidiary. Oh. Oh, wow, wow. Subsid- Ted is not <laughs> having a stroke. <laughs> He's okay. Phonetically, write this out, Robin. <laughs> it already sounds like subsidiary. No. All right. What did you no, say? No, no, forget it. Move it on. Move no, it on. No, what is it? No, what is it? <laughs> no, no. What is it? Subsidiary. No. No. What is it? Subsidiary. No. That's what it is. Stop no. saying the same word. Subsidiary. No. The Ted Smith's pummeling of the English language is brought to you by a career in communication. Now, back to the program. Subsidy? No! It's continuing struggles with the English language brought to you by a clean living, healthy lifestyle. Now, back to the program. Subsidiary. No. The Ted Wordsmith, butcher of the English language, brought to you by the East Bay oh, Twice. Now back to the program. You got it. You got to do it. Come on, man. Subsidies. No. Subsidies. No, no, no. Hang on. I'm <laughs> working through. Subsidiary. No. The Ted Wordsmith, mangler of the English language, brought to you by the state of Florida. Now back to the program. <laughs> they are a a Heineken. <laughs> they're they're like a part of Heineken. That's yes. what the word means. Right. That is it. But they are a they are a. Hey, Jesus! I'm not gonna get it now. <laughs> you can get it. You got this. All right. It, so something could be a subsidy. Yeah. Right. So this is a subsidiary. No. <laughs> you can't say the same thing. Extraordinaire of the it's English language, brought to you by PG County, Maryland. Now oh. back to the program. Right. Oh, PG County sponsored this. Oh. I call this MF. <laughs> Whatever I want. All right. right. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna get. It. Do you want to try the next beer? No, no. 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 I find out what it is. That's a subsidiary of Heineken. Subsidiary. Oh. Oh. Ah. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mary and Joseph. Yes. I don't even want to tell you where this next one's from. Where is it from? Oh, no. Vietnam. Okay. <laughs> and what's the name? Saigon Export. Oh, you got oh, that right. one. Saigon oh, yeah. Export. Uh, it's brewed in Vietnam's states. Yeah. Brewed in Vietnam, 4.9. Light. Typical rates, 3 out of 5. Uh, pale lager. Uh, you find a total wine, local bottle shop, stock up. That's the not next, bad. The it next one like is this. from Northern Germany. This is a Fleischberger Pilsner. Fleischberger. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's a Pilsner style, <laughs> crisp, light Pilsner. Perfect on ice or at cellar temperature. Ooh. Oh. You find it at World Market, local bottle, sh- bottle shop. This one, uh, uh, it tastes very similar to the first two, but it's got a little more body. Like so I far, like number, I, like I like number one so far. I, I like, like number the, uh, three so far. I like the Croatian beer. I like this one's uh, number four will be from Occidental Brewing in collaboration with Level Brewing. Uh, Northwest Pilsner oh, has yeah. a 3.9 out of 5 uh, rating, 5 5% beer, light, crisp, and dry. Chill them today and enjoy them all summer. Is it just good. me or is 5% a little, a little heavy for a beach beer? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, oh, it's, 
I mean, it's not heavy for me. I'm right, just saying, exactly. You drink, generally you drink speaking, as a, a beach on beer. A hot that beer's bed. not heavy. It's right. my brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and last on the list, number five, uh, Bury's Hales. Brewed in California, has a 3.9 out of 5 rating, 5.2. This one's full-bodied with a light bitterness and a touch of sweetness, like your ex, and a clean and crisp finish. <laughs> Made in traditional German style with a dry finish. Wow. They're all really good, man. They are. Honestly, these are very... Would you drink them all beer. year? Do you have a yeah. favorite? I like the Croatian beer the best. I beer. think I like the German one. Well... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ted, uh, before we uh, take a break, do you want to try that word one more time just to see if we can get it? Subsidiary. Uh, That's very close. The Ted Smith <laughs> Smush Melting of the English Language, brought to you by Great Speech Goblins in History. Now back to the program. Oh, okay, That man. is good. Thank now you. I had a sip of beer, I'll be fine. Subsid. You're wary. No. <laughs> you know what? It, it's you another just, month. We have it. I know. You just invented a month. I, I yeah. do want to give a big thank you to the guys at Beer Junction over in West Seattle. That's where I was able to find all of these. Yay! Uh, they, they also carry men's room, uh, all the different varieties. Yeah. And, uh, Beer Junction's a great spot. Selection's awesome. Their, their tap selection's great and just super helpful. So if you ever had questions sure. about what to get... They uh, kind of help guide me down the road for all of these, so we'll and, get we'll uh, get them linked up. You guys will know where to find. They, they know what they're yeah. talking about. I can say that. And if they want to advertise on this program, we'll sing the jingle for them. Uh, the, the beer junction junction. What's your function? Beer junction oh, junction. What's your function? Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com/slash the men's room. Now back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Bobbin, have we made it to drinking time? Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and see the throw hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast all four people that are involved in this story. Now, our tale begins early one morning in Australia, where a man was lying in bed, and then he hears someone in his home. He assumed that it was a friend of his, and he yelled, quote, bugger off, it's too early. Then he heard an unfamiliar voice ask his name. Well, at that point, he turns on the bedside light, Takes off his sleep apnea mask. I figured you'd appreciate that, Miles. Mm -hmm. And he sees two men standing next to his bed, recognizes neither one of them, and both of them are holding machetes. Well, he gave the intruders a name, as they asked, and after exchanging some uncomfortable glances, the two guys apologized, and then they started to leave. One of the armed men even said, quote, sorry, mate. Anyway, they left. They hopped in the car and they drove off. Well, the resident, he's assuming they're hitmen or something like that. You're asking for a name, and they rolled into his place armed. So he contacts the police. Well, eventually, the cops found the car parked in front of another house, and they barged it away in there. And there, they found one of the hitmen sleeping on a couch. The other guy was drinking coffee, eating bacon, eggs, and noodles with a third man who so far had not been involved in the story. Well, that's when the police received an explanation. You see, a man had made arrangements over Facebook for a particular sexual fantasy. He agreed to pay these two men to tie him up in his underwear and then rub a broom handle around the inside of said underwear. Look, that's what he wanted. These guys were going to comply. The problem was that he'd supplied these two yokels with his address over Facebook. Then he moved. So the guys went to the original address first where the guy in the sleep apnea is just trying to get some shut-eye at about 6 in the morning. They had no idea 
what the hell was going on. This guy didn't know what was going on. So they eventually got the right address, and then they delivered said sexual fantasy. But the cops showed up before they had left the house. So they were arrested for breaking into the first house. But when it went to court, all charges were dropped because they agreed that they did not break into the first house with malice. They just went there yeah. to fulfill the sexual fantasy that, again, was being tied up in your underwear and having a broomstick rubbed gently on the inside of your underwear. Okay. Real specific stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. You wake up, there's two dudes with machetes. You're like, oh, my God. Then they're like, oh, man, we are so sorry for being here. And they leave. And then you find out that's what it's all about. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that on some level makes you feel a lot better. Yeah, I mean, and keep in mind, the address they went to was the one that they initially had, but they, they made contact with the John and eventually got to the right place. But yeah, it all got cleared up. The charges were dropped against everyone, and the other guy was not charged with soliciting prostitutes or anything like that. It was just a sexual fantasy. At least they get it. They do get it. But <laughs> you know. keep in mind, when they were first told, the cops were like, how stupid do you yeah, think we are? You can accidentally walk into someone else's drunk, uh, someone else's drunk and, and sleep on the couch, or you sure. can get shot. Or you can get shot, right, exactly. Like, sometimes things work out better than others. (laughs) Well, this one worked out. So let's drink. We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.